Hey, my friends. I'm glad to be with you again today. I'm not sure if you're going to be so glad to be with me once this podcast is through. Um, I thought hard about this one, but I want to do it. I feel like it's important to do this one, and it might not be all that popular of subject material. However, I think that it is imperative of me to share this with you. And also for, I think it would be, I think it would be wrong for me not to. I want to talk today about consistency and discipline over the long haul and how important that part of the journey is. I want to talk about um, how dangerous shortcuts can be and how diligent we really need to stay to this journey of health that we've decided to take part in or at least this journey of health that we're thinking about taking part in. So I began this journey a long, long time ago. And when I say a long, long time ago, I literally mean years and years and years. When I first meet people and they find out that I've lost so much weight, um, so I originally weighed 340 pounds, and I weigh probably about 177, I'm guessing right about now, 176. Um, they want to know, how quickly, how quickly did you lose the weight? Immediately. How long did it take you? That's literally the first question that I'm asked. The second question I'm asked is always, did you have gastric bypass? So those are the first two top questions. So let me answer those questions for you. I have no freaking idea how long it has taken me to lose this weight. Um, I am slow, slow, slow. I am the turtle. I am the tortoise. Um, I, I have been at this. Well, my son is 21 years old. And when he was born, uh, about a year or so after he was born, I definitely reached my all-time high. I probably weighed over 340 pounds, but my scale at home didn't go any higher than that, and I refused to be weighed at the doctor's office at that point. So I, I don't know if I, if I was much bigger than that. But I can tell you that while he was little and he was a toddler, I was very, very, very heavy. Um, I started attending some parenting groups and taking part in some community groups. And very slowly, I started maybe losing a little bit of the weight, not, not too much at all. Um, then I went through every diet program under the sun, literally, whether they were just through um, online stuff or I, I did the Weight Watchers thing for a long time. Uh, I think that is one of the more sound programs that are out there. And I did do Weight Watchers multiple times. But as you just caught what I said, it was multiple times. I would reach a certain level of taking some weight off. Maybe I would take 30, 40 pounds off, start feeling good. Then the holidays would creep in or something. Just some event would throw me off track. And I would feel shame and remorse and stop going to meetings. And so that was like my repeat thing. Can't tell you how many times I had to start over as a newcomer at Weight Watchers. Um, I also did, oh goodness, I don't remember what the name of that one even was. But there was a community one that I used to go to and used to, whoever lost the most weight that, everybody would like chip in like a dollar or two to go 
And whoever lost the most weight that week would win all of what everybody had chipped in. I don't remember what that one was. But there was no actual diet program to follow or anything. It was just, it, it was a competition in the community. And I did a program through a Christian church called the 3D Diet. It was, I believe, Diet, Discipleship, and Discipline. And I did that for, for quite a while. Um, and I did a lot of other crazy diets, the, the Carbohydrate Addicts Diet. Um, I tried Slim Fast. I tried um, fasting. I tried intermittent fasting before it was an actual real thing. Um, I've tried it all. I, I've tried uh, diets, just crazy diets, the cabbage soup diet, literally everything. And did I have success with those things? Yeah, I, I did short term with every single one of them. Every single one of them worked. I think except for the carbohydrate addicts diet. I think I gained weight on that one. Um, I don't remember exactly the premise of the diet. It was a long, long time ago. But I know you couldn't eat carbs for a certain portion of the day. And then they would allow you to eat as many carbohydrates as you wanted for one hour out of your day. So for one hour, you could eat whatever you wanted. And I'm a really good student. That's my thing. I can follow directions to a T. So I did what I was supposed to do, and I ate how I was supposed to eat for the entire rest of those 23 hours. And that one hour period, that one hour period, I put some serious food away. Um, I had a, there were these pastries called cookie whoopies, and I won't go into detail about them. But um, they are two very large cookies, and they're filled with, like, a whipped cream-type thing, and they're so bad for you. They're probably all hydrogenated shortening, like oil. It's just disgusting and sugar. Um, I could polish off a lot of that in an hour, and so I think I gained a lot more weight on that one particular diet. Um, so my whole life, for years and years and years was me being, there was like not a time when I wasn't on a diet. This is the first time in my life that I'm not on a diet. I'm not on a diet. I run um, a secret Facebook page and, or a secret Facebook group. And it's for, it's called Moving Forward. And um, it's for people that are trying to integrate whole body health, mind, body, and spirit. And that's really kind of where I'm at right now. And in no way am I on a diet. And I really, truly did not start having success with losing weight and keeping it off until I stopped dieting. However, that being said, I've never been so dedicated, so diligent, and so consistent in my lifestyle choices as I have now. So those two things don't even seem to go together. That seems kind of contradictory in nature, me even saying that. So I believe in not dieting. However, I have never been even more regimented in my eating. So what does that look like, like in real life? How do I break that down to you? Well, I can eat whatever I want. Um, I choose I choose to eat a plant-based vegan diet. Um, 
that's just that's not a diet. It's just my food, my lifestyle choices. It lines up with what I now believe ethically to be the right thing in my own life to do. So I'm a plant-based vegan. Um, now, you if you research even plant-based veganism, there's so many different types of that going on. So there's people that are fruititarians that only eat fruit. There's people that, um, there's actually uh, keto-based vegans out there now. There are vegans that are no oil. There's vegans that are high-fat uh, plant-based vegans. So there's like, there's like every kind of vegan out there in the world, just like there's every other kind of diet. My diet is very, very straightforward. Um, my main source of protein is beans. I eat an enormous amount of beans, uh, like every bean, every kind of bean that's out there. And I eat, eat beans every single stinking, ha, 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 get the fun. <laughs> Someone's going to get the fun. I eat beans every day. That's what's my main source of fuel. I also eat um, seitan. I, I make that homemade seitan. Uh, for people that don't know what that is, it is a mock, mock protein because I don't like saying mock meat. It's not meat. It's, it's, and it's not really a mock protein because it's a real protein. But anyways, um, for, for lack of better terms, it's a, it's a mock meat that is made with vital wheat gluten. And I throw in a whole bunch of sauces and nutritional yeast and all kinds of good stuff and make that into some substantial protein chunks, steaks, sausages, all kinds of stuff. Um, our family also is not afraid of soybean, um, so we do eat tofu, we do eat tempeh, um, and another source of our protein is just there's tons of protein in our veggies. Uh, and our grains, quinoa is a very high source of protein for a grain. And so, yes, we get enough protein and we're not fading away and we're extremely athletic um, in our family all of us exercise anywhere from one to three to four hours a day. Uh, so anywhere within that range in a day is, is a normal day for us. Um, but I will eat whatever I like, whenever I like, however much of it I like. But I'm much more in tune with what, my, what makes my body feel good what makes my body perform better in the gym, and when to stop. And I only learned that by consistency and by dedication and by getting off the diet mentality and getting off the diet bandwagon. Now, that's what's worked for me. I'm not saying that's you know your, your way to go. I'm not saying that's going to be your gospel truth. I'm saying for me... And, and my family, um, mostly I'm speaking for me, though, this is what's worked for me. Um, the more I dieted, the more shame I had. The more restrictive I got in the nature of my diet, the more out of control my eating became. And it was like this never-ending cycle of just shame and restriction and binging and feeling out of control. The more I started caring about who I was on the inside and whether my spirit was being fed, whether my heart was being fed, whether my mind 
and my intellect was being fed, the more I cared about those things being fed, the less hungry my body became. Because I think a lot of times we're not necessarily hungry for food. I think we're hungry for connection. I think we're hungry for knowledge. I think we're hungry for positivity. I think we're hungry for, um, yeah, connection. Connection with all things. Connection with, with people, with places, with nature. I think we've lost a lot of our sense of connection. So we're just constantly trying to fill up this big giant hole with anything that we can shove into it. And unfortunately for a lot of us, food became the thing that we shoved into it. So the consistency piece is I am mindful of what I'm eating always. So I can have whatever I want, but I have to, I have to be mindful of it. And I am thinking about it. Um, I try to make sure I get a little bit of protein with my carbohydrates in every meal. I try to make sure there's a tiny bit of protein with my carbohydrates, like that my macros are covered in every single meal and my snacks, and that I have um, given my body the nourishment that it needs. If I'm low on leafy greens, if I'm low on green stuff in general, I feel it now. I actually... There's times my husband and I have talked about it where we'll start feeling really like kind of a little bit sluggish and we'll be like, well, yeah, we've been lifting a lot. We've been working a lot. We've been working out a lot or we've been running around everywhere. That must be why we're feeling tired. And then we'll talk about it a little bit more and I'll be like, well, how's our protein intake? How's our iron intake? And we'll like think about what we've been eating throughout the week. And our our protein intake has been like more than even what you actually need. And we'll look at each other and we'll, it'll, it'll dawn on both of us at the same time. We didn't get a lot of greens this week. And honestly, the less greens I eat, the less um, vitality I feel in my body, the less energy I have. So, and I start to like really crave them. Like I used to crave that cookie whoopee and I used to crave, you know, the cookies and the donuts and the, and the, and the crud. I now really seriously will get cravings for certain things. Uh, when I know when I'm craving like cacao, um, so the raw form of the cocoa bean, um, when I'm craving that, I know I'm low in magnesium uh, or zinc. And w- there's certain things that now, because I've read a lot of nutrition books, when I know that I'm craving a certain thing, there's a reason for it. If I'm craving salty things like crazy, my iodine levels might be a little bit off or I might be just sweating like a pig. Well, pigs don't sweat. Anyways, that's a whole other subject. I might just be sweating like crazy at the gym or, you know, a lot of times like now I'm picking up swimming a lot and you sweat like mad when you're swimming, but you don't really know that you are because you're in the water. So you can't really sense that you're sweating. And all of a sudden, I'll come home and I'll be like, I want popcorn and I want it salty. Well, it's because I lost a whole bunch of sodium. I lost a whole bunch of, of, of natural salt. And my body wants to replace it. So it's paying attention to those cues. Um, and now I don't have a sense of before... My husband and I were both severely, morbidly obese, and we've had many late night chats and laughter. They're kind of sick 
chats and laughter about the cases of little Debbie snacks that we have polished off in our lifetime. Like, I can't even tell you. I don't think there's a little Debbie snack out there that I didn't have some time with. I got to know little Debbie quite personally. We had a relationship. And I don't have to eat like that anymore. My husband and I have a date night every Friday. And sometimes, like, a couple of weeks ago, the the date night was, like, we did this Just Dance video thing on his, I think it was his Nintendo Switch. And it had a blast. So there was not even any food involved. We just did this dance-off crazy thing and had a really active, fun date night. But there's other date nights, like, Tomorrow night is Friday night, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to a bakery, and I'm going to have a delicious chai latte and a vanilla cupcake. When I was dieting, that one cupcake might turn into three or four. When I stopped dieting and I released that diet mentality, a cupcake now is a cupcake. A cookie is a cookie. A piece of pie is a piece of pie. It doesn't have to be the whole pie because I don't have to eat it in shame and secrecy. And I don't know, this mentality that I had, like I had to hurry up and eat that whole thing. One, I don't know, maybe before someone caught me, maybe before somebody saw me, maybe somehow if I ate it really fast, I don't know, mentally I was tricking myself that I wasn't going to like get all the calories. I don't really know what it was that caused me to eat so out of control that way. But I do know that dieting and the constant thought of dieting produced more of that kind of chaotic stress eating in my life. Now, for me, it is about nutrition. It is about fuel. It's about getting the right stuff in. It's about moving my body. It's about eating the right stuff so I can move my body even better The more I get into health and fitness, I want my recovery time shortened. I I want less time. And as a plant-based vegan that's eating tons of greens and good, healthy, clean protein, my recovery time is incredibly short. It blows my mind. And, you know, you can watch. they, They just put out the new movie, Game Changers. There's so many great movies out there that... Um, document that and other plant-based athletes will tell you that the recovery time compared to when they were eating meat and heavier foods was so much longer and now it's so much shorter this is it's been documented over and over again and uh, this isn't about trying to get anybody to become a vegan or become a plant-based person I'm telling you my experience And even if you never go plant-based and never become a vegan, get out of the diet mentality. Give yourself some room to just breathe and enjoy life. It's okay. You know, a cookie tastes good. I'll tell you what, though. The second cookie doesn't taste as good as the first cookie. It doesn't. The... The third or fourth piece of pie does not taste as good as the first. That third handful of potato chips doesn't taste as good because it's literally like all that sugar and all that fat and all that salt. It's kind of toxic to our systems. So while that first one is delicious and delightful and a treat 
and I think should be wholeheartedly included in your diet, once you keep going and it spirals into a binge, it's why you end up on the toilet. It's why you end up in bed with a bellyache. It's why you end up with like bloat and like severe gas and you're miserable and you have a pounding headache and the next day you're sluggish. Because you overloaded your body. It's not any different than like getting drunk the night before. It really isn't any different. Your body reacts to toxins the same way no matter where the toxins are coming from. So if you're, if you're treating your gut like a garbage can, you're going to feel like crap. You're going to feel like junk. If you're treating your gut like a toilet bowl, you're going to feel like a big piece of crap. And that's just the truth. So... The, the more good stuff you put in, put in and the more consistent you are with it, it's just going to become a way of life. It's just not as hard anymore. It's, it's the craziest thing, too, because I remember when I first had to start walking that 340-something pound body, and I first started just walking, it was a lot of effort. It was a lot of emotional and physical pain. My knees would ache and throb. It was horrible. What I do now for exercise, I could not even have, I couldn't even conceived of it when I was as heavy as I was. Now it's like a flipping challenge. Like I get so excited. What limit can I push my body to the next day? Like, I want that feeling of I've hit the wall. I've hit the edge. Like, I crave that so much now. So much more than I ever craved those cookies. It's really crazy how much your mind and your body can shift and be open to new things if you just give it a chance. So, I'm not even really sure what I'm going to end up calling this, um this podcast today because I I feel like I covered a couple of things that are very near and very dear to my heart. But I just want to tell you, think of letting go of the diet mentality and think of embracing the tortoise's pace, slow and steady, consistent, and give yourself some grace and some peace. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your body. Um, enjoy this, this world that we've been given. And feed all parts of yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And then you might find out that your body is not quite as hungry as you thought it was. Peace and love to you. I hope this speaks to somebody today. Bye-bye.